abide by this fucking recording session happening in my fucking kitchen. Space beef like, band, like, god damn like, it. She's hungry for Mongolia barbecue and dick. Basically, what's gonna happen is every week we're gonna offer to suck Mark and Steve, yeah, do you okay. realize how bad of an idea this was? This is an idiot show. This is our episode. Yeah, exactly. How backstreet boys? It's like, what are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? Oh, shit, we gotta be over here. here. <laughs> like, as a friend, <laughs> as a friend, come on, guys. An incredibly poor decision and literally betrays everything that the beef is about. God damn. Tonight, God just damn. me and Steve. I, Steve. I, we want we gotta talk about our weekends. Yeah, we we had very different weekends. Yes. You wanna talk about yours first? I have a lot to get on my off my plate. I was hoping to go into mine a little later. The, the story's fun, but it, yeah, it's really right. about about your uh your weekend in Ohio. Oh, it wasn't in Ohio. Was it where was it? Where is it? It's like Riverside. Riverside. Wait, is there wildlife in Riverside? Yes, there is. There is. Riverside is a shithole. Yes, it is. Or I guess technically part of the the south end of Joshua Tree is in Riverside, so I I should have already known that. Uh, so that that would mean that Desert Springs and all that's in Riverside, huh? I I, I don't really remember. I wasn't that focused on where it was. Sure, you you weren't like going autist Google Maps mode. I I just need to know where it was so I can get there. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I, I, I don't know why I thought it was a no-high. That's well, what it, I told everyone, so they'll probably say the same thing. I, I'm not going to disclose what the festival was, uh, what the fine. event was, and who the people were. Um, I don't think anyone's interested in that. I don't think anybody knows about this it. This is not investigative journalism, so no, I think we're okay. But it's a job where I, this is a chance for me to vent out my weekend and you, you haven't heard about this yet. I have not told you anything you, about you it. You didn't tell me anything. Okay, uh, good. When you called me about how shitty it was, I could hardly hear you on the phone. Okay. And I was like, oh, Steve's got some shit to say. Yeah, I got some. And you may have mentioned certain things that I don't, I couldn't hear them. So okay. I was like, I'm just going to wait to meet up with uh, the Punish Boy. Yeah. I learned a lot this weekend, Eric. I'm really curious did. to hear. I, uh, and <laughs> I learned so much. Sounds like it. And I found out so much about the modern hippie. Eric? The modern hippie. I spent five days in hippie hell. For the most part, you know, the people I actually worked with were actually nice and pretty good. Oh, you usually... But they weren't hippies. Any event, you know. And the workers are fine. Yeah, the staff is, you know... Workers, how shitty can you be as a worker? You're going to get fired. They're there to get... you know, customers are shit. They're there Workers are okay. They're there to do a job. We're here to do a job. Bosses, I don't know about that, but workers, fine. Customers, shit. Okay. We all know, anyone that's worked with customers, you know this. Well, they're not necessarily, well, are they customers? They're, if they're paying money for a service or a product or anything, they're customers. Anyway, so essentially, what, what, what do you know about modern hippies? I know literally nothing. Okay. As far as I know, the hippie movement started in uh, the, the ashes of the beat movement and had its rise in San Francisco in the early 60s. And then it went Mid-60s. mainstream by 1967. And attracted a lot of people that were interested in hippie ideals like free love and drugs, but were not actually interested in the ideals of the hippie movement. So that fucked everything up combined with, you know, the uh, silent majority thing coming back and everyone, you know, pushing back on these radical lifestyles and returning to a more stable uh, America. And 
hippies either, you know, they lived on their communes and then died of syphilis or like starvation or whatever, you know, the, the, the whole original hippie movement failed spectacularly in terms of modern hippies. I don't know why anyone would retry it because the whole police state they worried about back then is only amplified by about 3000 nowadays. So <laughs> you can't really do the whole thing over again. The police learned their lesson there. Well, that's, that's, you hit the nail on the head, Eric. And, um, that's a guy, like, I can thank Jack the, Kerouac for that. That's the brief. That's the brief history of the hippie movement. On a on a cultural level, you know, it was very much you know Eastern. Oh yeah, very Buddhist. Very, very a lot of Hindu. Uh, and Zen. And Zen. For going Jack Kerouac, my boy. Uh this is. I think. Look, I think the 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 hippie thing was very derivative of Kerouac. They took. Oh yeah. I mean, like the guy, like the Grateful Dead, like Jerry Garcia was a huge fan of Kerouac, and they got to hang out with Neil Cassidy. They would live at his house. Oh hell yeah, um, man, that'd be a fun time. And so, and Ken Kesey and all that stuff. Those were like right, right. the original like OG hippies, and those concepts of like that's a different mindset. More, more you know, like, more it's, like, it's it's not communism, but it's certainly anti-capitalism. You know, they. I, I feel like it's less of a of a socio-political idea than more of like a lifestyle. Yeah. That you know was. To be honest, uh, only possible because of probably certain capitalistic things, you know, done by America. There was a certain point in time where you know we were so fruitful and productive that these people could uh, attempt something like you know the hippie movements. You know, th- these these weren't like poor black kids going out and living in hippie communes. I think these were like college grads and college dropouts, white yeah. kids. Yeah. You know, um, it was it was a time where this thing could have happened. Okay, you you and I are Beatles fans, right? Oh, of course. That was my first band I liked. Do you uh, aside from the, you know, my uh like Spice Girls uh Backstreet Boys days nice. where my uh older sister de- uh determined everything I listened to <laughs> in the late 90s. Nice. Well, I got a question. Do you remember the story of George Harrison going to Hate Ashbury in 67? Uh, I have actually never heard that story. Oh, okay. I know he was pals with the uh the the boy in India, uh, Ravi Shankar. Okay, so like George Harrison obviously was really he hit. The he was spir- a very spiritual guy. He had this. He hit the spiritual bug early, more, more than the other guys it seemed at least. And he basically, you know, was really into the sort of '60s psychedelic finding things. He was. Yeah, no. Re- it, uh, to be honest, that time sounds awesome to live in. I, I'm sure all the things we don't hear about are even more interesting. But like, what a time! But. Where you can do that, you know, where like oh, yeah. America's wealthy enough and, you know, everyone's white enough to not get killed by the cops so you can pursue these things. Yeah, only get killed by the Kong. Yeah. <laughs> they were all being sent to Vietnam if you're going to die. So those. But anyway, I digress. Point, Continue. Point, point was George Harrison, we all know him as a very spiritual dude and, and was really into like. He was he was going. He heard all that stuff about Haydashbury about the place of like it was the new. What's the right word? So was like the capital of the movement. It was you know, it the, was the, Ground Zero. So uh, I, I don't know if I call it Ground Zero, but I, it certainly was the capital. He was expecting to basically see a bunch of like a, a, a very tight knit community of like giving and and um, uh, craftsmen and like. People making, you know, music and things like that, and and basically what he did when he saw when he went to Golden Gate Park, went to seven, you know, went to Haight Ashbury, he was horrified by college the amount of black people there, <laughs> by the amount of college dropouts, <laughs> and 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 he was so racist. <laughs> Sorry, you took too long to deliver. <laughs> My bad. 
it's going to take 10 minutes for me to get to the point of what happened at this weekend because you keep you keep coming in on this. Anyway, the whole point was he was like horrified that it was just a bunch of spotty dropouts who were just there just to take drugs and just flail about and not really oh. participate in anything. I feel like George yeah. knew a thing about that in the Hamburg days. I wonder why he was so sour about it then. Um, because he wasn't woke. Yeah. He probably also wasn't 16 anymore. I think yeah. <laughs> he got deported. When you're 16, you can <laughs> fuck around and, you know, pop pills and, 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 and fuck hoes. So, well, I mean, like, the college system in America is fucked. I don't blame anyone from dropping out. So I wouldn't limit... The college system then was okay. Uh, it was when they better. had it for free. Certainly better. They had state paid tuition and stuff like that, and there was deferment. You could get draft deferment in the college systems. That's true. That was so nice. So there's a lot different than it was now. Where yeah, now, yeah, for sure. We're gonna get on another tangent if we're not careful. Yeah, let's let's continue here. So my, he, my point was, he was pretty much like horrified of like a wasted opportunity. Right. And and it was just like it was not what he expected. Oh, I I don't doubt that. Uh, reading. Um, Fear and loathing. Uh, I seem to believe that the real crescendo or watermark, as uh, Thompson described it, I think peak was of, in peak the peak of the wave. Peak of the wave. Yeah, was in uh, a couple years before that. Was when it was really Six, happening. Sixty six was the the kind of heightened like that was the. I acid forget trips. what year he said in the novel, but um, it was certainly before sixty seven. Yeah, I think so. Sixty seven. The kind of failure of the hippie movement is something you know. It's like a. Uh, it's like how they always say, like, oh, normies ruin everything, you know? Like, uh, they, they they showed up to yeah. hate Ashbury and uh, were not... They, they were just there for the pussy and the drugs. The Summer of Love was basically, like, the the capitalization of it. Yeah. So, that... Not to get too heavy into the history of, of that, even though it's the 50th year. But basically what I'm trying to tell you is that I had a George Harrison experience at this festival. And That's essentially, not I could just start right from the beginning. My, Let's go into it, man. My job was to babysit a sound system to make sure it, it was not blown up by DJs. Sounds easy enough. Yeah. It was a thing where basically I found out the place was kind of being run in a sense of like, yeah, it's all loose. And, you know, for the most part, you know, it's pretty cool. And I, I found out. And I, I knew I was going in. I knew I was going to, with my work cut out for me. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? These places, I, I was the first thing I asked when I got the call for the job. Is there any beef? Ooh, I swear. That's a good question. Yeah. And there was Some a, hippie shit. You there never was a know. vendor that served beef. Hey. So I was good. I was like, okay. Because I was, I was thinking. You at least fall back to. on the beef, you know. And, um, Some and hippie DJ retards, at least you can go fucking get that steak. Yes. Or Berg or whatever, you know. Yeah. And I, I that that's that's a relief. And so I this the the stage I was working at was basically How many stages were there by the way? There was like essentially there was f- total five, officially three. Okay, so there's some burning one man, big one, two side of, ones and two underground ones. There or was whatever. a lot of burning man camps running around, like two of them. I was running one of the stages that was put together because they hired too many DJs. <laughs> so would you be on the power ranking four or five? Three. Okay, so you're actually okay. You were part the, of the, the legitimate official, stages, yeah. and rightly so. The two other ones took priority. Yeah. So I I show up, set the system up the day before. The next day, I find I meet the I meet what is going to become the stage manager, and I find out he's also a, a DJ on the list, and he not only did he 
uh, book the shows and schedule the shows, he uh, co-sponsored the stage through his company. So he thinks he's all right. He thinks he's his big bad boss, and he's looking for me to solve all his problems. Like that sounds fun. Like where's the where's the stage where's the no where's the where's the toilet where's the where's the where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the pizza. Where's the where's the alcohol? Where's, where's the, the ice? Where's the pizza? Where's the? It's like he wants to know. Like that's not my job. You are the stage manager. That is your job. So basically, it was a bunch of Jeez. people that, that did not want the to. Fuck? They essentially he wasted the whole time. It, it, it comes off kind of weird, but like that kind of, I am I am like better. I am better than you. Kind of like uh, Mediterranean thing. Uh huh. So uh, that was sort of like a. You know, he was just an asshole. The whole, the whole idea is that these, all these DJs, and I an don't asshole know if, from a culture of assholes. Sure, I don't know if you knew about, you know, about like DJ culture or DJ. I don't know shit. Okay, so this is where basically I go into my rant about DJs. DJs, the fucks are, and these are these are house music DJs. Okay, the worst kinds of DJs. Uh, I feel like you you'll find bad kinds all around. I can find good ones too. Yes, but to say one genre is worse than the other, I don't know. I, I have a trouble blurring the genres because I can't tell the difference between genres. Sure. So, and many people would claim then you have no credibility to criticize them, but I what? would disagree. Here's 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 what I hear, you know, like. Oh, I'm with you. I I was just I just wanted to say. Yeah. You know, oh, no, I can understand that's the argument of like, well, you clearly just don't know what the difference because you can't tell the smiled inconsistencies between <laughs> yeah. between that little offbeat and that little pad, synth pad. See, I do it in a style that's this, and it's like one beat off. Yep. It's like you Vanilla know Ice claiming that uh, he didn't rip off Queen and fucking uh, David Bowie. You, you know, know what? I'll believe you when you change your kick drum beat off for the floor or change it, speed it up or slow it down, because 120 to 125 BPM at uh, four on the floor does not change. Nope, this doesn't, this doesn't change a damn uh, thing. So the, the, sets, the sets were basically from... Probably only change that for legal reasons, not to actually. An, it's not an artistic choice. I I don't think I don't think they're thinking about legality. Oh, you know they are. I don't think they are. These sets were from starts from three thirty in the afternoon. Uh huh. And it didn't stop till eleven o'clock in the morning. Oh wow. Yeah. So like uh, that's what a sixteen-hour set, huh? That was a sixteen-hour set. Started back up on Saturday. Uh- Wait, actually, I think isn't that longer? That that's a, a twenty-hour set, right? That's a twenty-hour set. Yeah. So you get the full nine and then eleven. So yeah, twenty hours. Damn. And then it's so your four-hour breaks from fucking eleven a.m. to three p.m. Um, no, because the next that was just Friday, because Friday was got the thing rolling, right? Friday right. often starts later sometimes because they're still setting up and people coming in. Oh, so after yeah. that, twenty-four hour. Oh, almost. It was the next the Saturday set uh, went from. 1.30 in the afternoon to 9.30 in the morning. Okay, so it's still the same it's still, it's 20 shifted, hour, but shifted. even earlier. Yes. Damn. And then the the good, the kind... And you're required to be there? I'm required to kind of be in presence, like, around and be able to handle things if things go wrong. I really... There wasn't a lot to work on. I signed out backline for the gear that I'm financially responsible for. And also being the representative of the system tech of the PA system, I'm also responsible for things that go wrong on that. So that's that being said, okay. So, so you I need to make of, sure nothing goes wrong they're, they're, all all hours. Someone has to be like on a radio there and radio me if while I'm sleeping if something goes wrong. Right. There was right. no person to do that. 
No, oh, they didn't hire or they didn't they show were, up. This was last whatever. minute, kind of little budget sort of thing. Uh oh, last minute little money. So um, now that being said, it's not that hard. I made sure the system wouldn't blow up because those guys would thump bass all you know all night long. Yeah, you know that. Uh, yeah, and, and you I, know your gear. I know that I I made you sure. You know they're not idiots that are also working there. I. Uh, well, maybe you didn't know at the time, but you know. Well, I knew that the the I knew the DJs were idiots that didn't have any presence of loudness. Sure, but you trust the engineers, hopefully, to not fuck everything up while you're sleeping. There was no engineers; it's just me. Like, if it was during the day, I could be in range, and their people, their staff would be available to get to, if that would happen. At night, harder to do that. So you the were stage, taking time the stage off. manager, maybe, but he had no access. He had no way to communicate. This guy was such a terrible like leader or manager he had no phone and he had no radio because he made so many enemies with but he was legally responsible if something happened no i was i'm working with uh, a, a team the production team was pretty reasonable and they were pretty good and with me like leave going off it was probably like a, a leap of trust like i'm sure yeah trust these guys now i would leave at times and they didn't blow stuff up right and right. i had sometimes i had help to come in and help me so you're right. Some people, some people did come in while I was out. Yeah. Anyway, the point point being is there was there were point in times where it was just long and drying out and uh, boring. And just boring. Listening to the, you know, a listening to the same 28 stuff. Twenty eight minute remix. I of- did. <laughs> there would be the DJs all knew each other, which oh, I guess yeah, they're probably all rolling. They're all they don't they're care. all in the same scene. Yeah. And the f- Riverside's a Riverside's a whole thing. What the scene or? No, it's 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 like. Santa Bar San Bernardino's really more redneck. Riverside's these, like in between. All these guys like were redneck from, in LA. It didn't matter. All these guys from were from LA doing but the Santa fans. Bar- no, the players. But I'm saying, but the fans though. Fans came out from all over, and there weren't that many fans. It was like a. It was. I guess I underestimate if it's it's anywhere a, it's near a, LA. It's a hippie fest thing. It's like people drive out to Coachella. This is like yeah, true. You like, know, like I, people I, go I'd places. rather see a festival at Riverside than Coachella. Yeah, the, when you put it like that. You know, and people go out yeah, to Yeah, sure, man. These these were like and these are these the fan these were all Burning Man types. <laughs> fans or DJs or both? The fans. Okay. And maybe the DJs. But their whole deal is to spin like house music nonstop to to tripped out uh, uh, attendees. Sure, sure. And and, and I, I have to kind of preface this because I kind of just went into it. Yeah. As yeah. I was told that this would be kind of like a fun reggae fest full of like... Someone described it as reggae? It was, originally I was told it was like a reggae thing. Oh, and I fucked been, up there. I would have been much down with reggae. I could have told you that was, that's not what it was going to be. Did you? Do, are you aware that this is what hippies listen to? I can tell you hippies don't listen to reggae. Yeah, they do. Not often. Yeah, they do. The hippies here? Yeah. So it was a reggae fest. It was not a reggae fest. But hippies do listen to reggae. It's a thing. I feel like Rastas, Rastafarians listen to reggae. Yeah, but some hippies identify with Rastafarian culture. I guess maybe that's more the modern hippie thing. That that's, I, that's the thing, yeah. Uh, I, you can't really get acid anymore. So, yeah, I guess you yeah. get weed. There was a lot of acid there, but... Well, it's probably mostly test test drugs or whatever what they call them. Uh, trial, trial acid or... There's a certain term because you, you can't really get clean acid anymore. Sure, I I don't know how to I don't know how the, that world works. There's a certain person we both knew and you know we're in a band with for a while that uh, gave me a rundown on uh, why there's not really much clean acid anymore. Oh, I trust him. I guess because that's yeah. I guess he has his facts somewhere. But anyway, and his acid too. <laughs> Sorry, 
and his acid somewhere too. Does he make his own acid? No, no. I was just I'm just okay. saying. So the hippies. Yeah. These were. I have found out that I mean I I, I never had took those stuff that seriously anyway because every time they're like, this is so wonderful we're all here together and this being spiritual while the world is like all terrible. I'm like, do or this is I don't know. Every time I explain myself, I have to like to dry the energy to like frustrate it. I'm 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 almost done with my venting in general, not to you, but just in general. Uh-huh. Of like explaining to like my sister or my dad sure. or or my uncle or, or my anybody just like the just the uh backwards thinking put right. put involved by this this thing, which is basically the whole idea of this festival is like to get everybody together in like a oneness, all like a whole wholeness. We're all together. We're all connected. Honestly, I was actually funny enough. Mm. I was I was I was watching uh, I, the Adam Curtis film. All watched by Mach- all watched by machines of loving grace. Did you end up watching any of it? I, I got through the two thirds of it. Okay. And I I I am trying to understand it for the most part. I didn't think it was that hard to understand. Uh, we could talk about this off the yeah, air, yeah. but anyway, continue. Anyway, that that was when they they made it. That was the backdrop of that was the kind of backdrop of what I was coming into, right? Um, and the idea of like the 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 whole reason that Curtis was talking about the communes not working, right? Right. right. Yeah you you can you can have these ideals, but uh, you know the social structures and hierarchies still are going to form the power hierarchies. You know they yes. they still establish themselves. So. Um, you never mentioned anything about beefers, though. Because <laughs> I still got a theory. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you knew this. I've been calling you the beefer general. General. <laughs> I'll take it. I was just thinking about monkey dust all the time. Like, I oh, am yeah. the beefer general. Oh, I'll take that. And I declare you all... Queefers. Queefers. <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> Do you fiddle, fiddle dumb? God, that fucking season three was so good. Oh, that whole, all that. Ah, the whole show. That whole pedo finder. Uh, uh, Lost Beat 6 officially got to recommend Monkey, Monkey Dust. Dust. That is a phenomenal show. Oh, classic. R.I.P. and Pepperoni, whatever his name was that created it. But uh, yeah. he, he knew his shit. So anyway. But yeah, you know, if you ran about it so many times, you seem to lose the original frustration i i get that yeah so i'm on i'm on i'm i'm, I'm trying to i'm also i should have maybe written this down and like carpent car, compartmentalize uh, yeah, this maybe. whole thing but the the thing where where give me give me your biggest beef okay give my, me a point i biggest, can maybe debate with or my agree beef. with or whatever i was i was hoping to not do as much debating but but I probably won't need to debate it based on what I've heard sure. so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, shit, man. I, I got the be- I got the highlights of what was the sure. best points. G- but- give me give me some shit I can react to. Okay, so here's the thing, hippies, right? Hippies, man. Y'all stink. Yeah, I'm not, sure they do. L- not, literally, they all stink. Oh no! If you're, I, I if can't you're not, stand. If you're not washing yourself in any way, you know that's. But not only that, they're they're not like they're they're in like weird fear of like the proper like deodorant. Because they're in fear of like the chemicals and rashes it gives. Oh, they got the Alex Jones like fluoride in the water shit. Fuck yeah, like (laughs) like that whole that whole thing of like right, you know. And then like not only that, half these ladies don't even like shave their armpits. And I'm not sure if that's like a cultural. thing. I don't think that affects anything. It doesn't, but it throws me off. Sure, it assumes that I don't think you take care of yourself. And I know that's that's Mm. like a zeitgeist thing. And not necessarily like mm. a, uh, a. I've got a differing social. opinion on the armpit thing, but it certainly wouldn't help uh, good smells if you have hair in your armpit. Yeah. 
don't know if it hurts. It certainly doesn't help. Yeah, and most of the that, stuff that, that's another discussion. Sure, but, uh, armpit hair. I I'll live with that. I'll settle with that. Sure. And and that comes off of me being some sort of like just cut your hair, goddamn hippies. Like that's what yeah. it, it come, I come off like that. But I don't know. It, it it's like that's the that's the frame of method I think of, and um, maybe that's just me coming off as slightly myopic or ignorant about the the, the the concepts but I'd love to figure out why people do that or don't do that I like to know why people shave their armpits too yeah. where that came about because eventually someone had to do that first and maybe if it was the Romans or whatever I can't tell but like you know there's always going to be various pros and cons to uh, trimming your body hair uh, most of it is due to functionality but in these days usually it's due to uh, aesthetics or vanity yeah, sure but I'm sure the origins are going to come from a certain practi- practical uh, cause okay so but anyway to continue with your your biggest gripes so about the lay hippies okay so my my stage that I worked at was essentially um, it had hippies in the in in the in the and as like dancing. I don't know where they learn. I don't know where the whole house were they dabbing. Meet. They weren't dabbing. Ah uh, shit. A lot of our staff was dabbing. <laughs> that was awesome. Nice. I, I I can dig it. They were they were you know, but these were more like like people just like undulating till the break of dawn sort of types. And sure. they're all wearing. I was I was promised I was promised a sense of like. Some of them may have been I, I was, trying to I not also, suffer a mental breakdown. You know, they were just like, I was, oh, God. I was promised also nude orgies. Someone I promised you that. Oh, I mean, they were, I'm, I'm, a, I'm exaggerating on the promised part. The nude you know, orgies it, happen it, in the church. You, they usually don't happen outside the church. I mean, yeah. It's the you bigger go pretty, cover, you biggest go, cover for fucking pedos ever. Oh, yeah. Catholic church. Okay. That's oh, I don't care about that. God, but I want to, you know, get my... Uh, uncle, uh, what's his face is a priest. Let me uh, hit him up. Like, if I would understand like being in the nature and doing the nude thing. That makes a lot more sense than like the clothes people wear. These, okay, you, oh, you, oh, okay. you can't really do that on the level of attendance. You can't really get away with. It was in a state park, so I don't. Especially know. like we we got our hashtag Me Too. You can't get you can't do that stuff now. You can't have the nudism. Like I'm, men I'm are dis- all rapists. I'm like dis- you, you, you can't do it. I'm, it makes it makes me sad. Yeah. Can't I, do it. I think, but in my personal opinion, I think they were more interested in what they were wearing than what they were not wearing. If you want to get well, my drift on the whole thing. if we're just going thing, on statistics, based, yeah, probably. Based on what, the, what I saw there, they were far more into themselves and the clothes they were wearing and free expression type of stuff of their clothes than, like, all the weird-ass leggings they all had. Or, like, here's the funny thing uh, in, in, in the giant fur coats, even though... The majority of the restaurants were vegan. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a big gripe I have. Okay, so that's pretty bad. Little, I gotta build a story up. So first night, and I'm working with the one stage, the stage manager. Would go, he would go off. He would go off for like hours on end, come back, even though I think his job was to kind of be there. His job was to shoot lines and fuck. And he was just shooting lines. I can't say if he was fucking. Probably was. I mean, come on, man. I know. I know who wasn't. I was also promised. Uh, yeah, that was another promise that got broken. That may have been the clincher of the of the broken broken promises. Yeah. I, or, or, or I had a hunch about this. Poor salesmanship, false advertising. <laughs> it was more false advert. I will say it was more false advertising than broken promises. Um, I I would believe that. You know, because advertisements don't promise you anything. Well, they used to. 
Thanks, this, Edward Bernays. This, one of the things that are worse than than DJs are DJ managers. I believe that because my my theory is that you have all you have DJs. Being a DJ is essentially not that hard, especially with today's computer programming to sync up everything for it's you. Like, would you rather deal with a screaming toddler or a screaming toddler's like stressed out, angry mom? The toddler, you're just like, shut up. Yeah. The mom. The perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect example. You know, like, fuck. Yeah. That's that's. They, they, they're dealing with the toddler. Yeah. I was gonna go in this deeper thing of like how they have more time on their hands than they need to. Then like <laughs> managers are usually helping you manage your time when you're too busy to work. And if you're like a musician, you're better off having a manager to help you like manage the business elements of like what you're trying to do, so you could focus on the music. The music. Yeah. Practicing. Supposedly writing, the thing rehearsing, that you recording, are playing. Called an artist for. Yeah, so this this manager comes in, and she's all dressed to the to the, the kilt or the hilt or whatever, and um, she goes, "Where's the alcohol?" Like, <laughs> right no. here, bitch. Woo. Yeah. Where's the mayo? Right here. Yeah. Talking about the perfect cocktail. Anyway, I go. I don't know where the alcohol is. There's supposed to be alcohol. It's on the writer. I'm like, do you think they're paying attention to your freaking writer? Like, my, like, does my badge say alcohol? Like, yeah, uh, no, vendor. Am, like, the, my badge are says you the stage fucking like, like no, you know audio system. engineer or whatever. Yeah, I am the system tech for this stage. Yeah, you know, like. Fucking take your Xanax. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, why and, are you yelling at me? If and, you know, apparently they all know the, the artist relations, I guess. And basically, she comes up and goes, okay, I'm now the stage manager. I'm like, okay, whatever. There's another guy here who says he's a stage manager, too. Turns out they're friends, so they all worked it out. And it's all, there wasn't even like a, like a, <laughs> there wasn't even like a argument I'm over it. I'm the stage manager now. <laughs> it's like, okay. Just you just found this out now. Okay, so she starts like micromanaging everything. She apparently she said she had ADD, and I'm like, I'm just like, I don't have. The uh, that doesn't sound like a managerial quality. No, but you know what? Mm. She wasn't there to manage. She was there to party, like the rest of them. I she was the most there. useless thing of that. Whole, probably you. <laughs> yeah, she was the most useless. Um, An interim stage manager doesn't. That, that just sounds bad. Oh God, it was even terrible. if they would be good at their job. Just oh. the idea of that and that. Interim coaches don't do well. Interim <laughs> stage manager? That doesn't sound good. No. You know, essentially, you know, eventually I got, I went back, got some sleep, whatever. But I, I just noticed all these people, there's no, there's security there during the day, but during the night, they all went to bed. Yeah. And that's what I needed. I could get, I was befriending the security team enough to say, let me know. Here's my number. If they start breaking shit. Yeah, right. Call me so I can go to bed. Because I mean, we can. I could. I can. If I have someone, I can get in contact. If something's going wrong, I can get a hold. They can get a hold. Of sure. Me. I'm not can. that far away. I'm camping with the rest of them. Yeah, you're. You're. You're in the vicinity. So it's the morning, and everybody's wearing these giant coats. It's it, the first night was actually cold, and then the rest, it got hot for the rest. The heat wave came right after. So, uh, <laughs> and what a heat wave it yeah. was. Yeah. So they're all wearing these giant fur coats. I'm like, are those real fur coats? She goes. Yeah, it's like, but they're like from like the fifties and stuff. Like they were old coats that are from dead animals, way dead. Don't you know? worry about it. Don't worry, you know. I go, well, that's kind of awkward that you know, like everybody's got these giant fur coats that are quote fair trade and like dead fair you know, like, trade. And I go, isn't that kind of against the things? Like, yeah, it's kind of a good point. But you know, I'm a vegan. I love. I hate the animal. I hate. I love the animals. I. I hate to see them dead and vegan. And like, just saying, she's pronouncing like how much. She goes on about how much she's like. Uh, how much she's like, cares about 
nature and and the ecosystem and the environment and we're all together in this whole thing but also she wants to she also wants to party cuz she's like uh she wants to party cuz everything's gone the world's going to shit and she just wants to party it out you can for me and and I'm sure for you you either take one or the other and if you're going to I I like to live in a complete state of not deluding myself I know what I'm doing I'm not trying to pretend I'm doing anything better I'm not trying to signal virtue signal or uh, claim I'm doing anything for moral reasons. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm not going to bullshit anyone about it. Yeah. And I really can't stand people that go ahead and do that, that bullshit themselves. Yeah. The, here's the moment I found out that she was officially full of shit. I mean, I had my hunches, as I do. You know, anyone that works at a fucking hippie festival, I'd have my hunches, too. She, she wasn't working. She she was a DJ she manager. <laughs> she was not working. So the so I go to get there's a pizza place. It's actually rock and roll pizza. I'll just give them a shout out. They rock were they were nice. Pizza. I went to go rock and roll pizza out in Moore Park. Get your rock and roll pizza on. It was great. I went over to the place, ordered a couple pe- slices of pizza, get some for you lunch. Get and that stuff. pizza. It's good. Everybody likes pizza. Everybody likes pizza. And it was great. They were playing Joni Mitchell. Which is nice. like uh, the blue album, and I I, I bonded with the, the the guy who was listening with like like I love this album, like, I love this album too. So that album, you probably like, both love pizza too. I probably both love pizza. Oh, yeah. And anyway, the Joni Mitchell was Get refreshing it. to listen to after like nonstop EDM. <laughs> and I, I go back to and I, I I finally go back to the um the green the backstage like tent and, and she's greeted with. I'm not, yes. And then this lady goes, "Where's my pizza?" Exactly. Oh, you brought me pizza. Thank you so oh, much. Did she actually, yes. No. <laughs> All right. And I go, "You said you were vegan. You ain't getting none of this." <laughs> Cheese. Excuse me. Goes, comes oh from my gosh. Milk. Oh my gosh, you caught me. Oh my gosh, you remembered. You said that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, seriously, like a psychopath. I brought or my own. I brought my own camping chair, and there was like a small like love seat couch, and that was the Did only. You bring your own dictionary, just be like fucking. Sort <laughs> of vegan is. Yeah, and I basically, you know, she'd like I'd be sitting down in one of the chairs, and she goes sit up, you know, like, like you should sit up and let the artist sit down and all that. He's like, and she'd be like, and I go, you know, you cheese. should you should get your own like. You should have just a special chair just for you. I'm like, that is my special chair. I brought it with me. She goes, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck. Was she con- constantly being like. Yes. Yes, she was. Oh, yeah. There no, you go, yeah. Mate. They all were. Coke, the wealthy person's drug. It was, it was all Coke and ketamine. <laughs> special K, mate. Coke and ketamine. And um, queef for the week to that lady. Fuck off. So, anyway. Um, yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, continue, Steve. So, anyway, half the times I was, I was basically solving their problems. Oh, yeah, no, it's, they it made, sounds like a very... They made such a mess in that, that green room. They'd bring the alcohol. They, they'd bring all the... Well, as, so, as someone that it. doesn't really party heavily, you're in, the, you're in the rare. A lot of workers will be fine tolerating this shit because they get paid in some Coke or some whatever. And, you know, you're not you're not taking the whatever. You're not like you going no, no, full no. degenerate. No, no. And so that, that, that's why a lot of these guys take these gigs is because they know that you know drunk pussy, underage pussy, free coke. You know sure. all all this yeah. like whatever shit. 
You're not going for that. So I'm going you there. See, for, I'm there. You, going there. For, you don't get any of the benefits. I'm you, going there for cash money. If we home. can call them benefits. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going for cash money, homie. Yeah. And uh, I think there was a point. Now this is a great little story. I'm going to tell you. Basically, this is the Saturday night to Sunday morning stint. And this is the point. I was able to get reinforcements to help me out, and I could go to bed. And I brought, and I, that night I had, I was feeling pretty good. I got like some hours off in the evening or the, the late afternoon. So I, I grilled up, a, I fried up a, a ribeye steak. Ooh. I had a glass of wine. I got a shower. I was feeling pretty freaking good, right? There you go. And then it started. That whole, at around like 10, 8, 9-ish through 11 o'clock. And I was actually trying to work on some stuff. And then that lady was like, what are you, what are you working on? I'm like, I'm working on my podcast. <laughs> you have a podcast? Why are you working? You're supposed to be working. I'm like, this is my job. Like, I'm to make sure that doesn't blow up. That is my job. Yeah. So this is clock. not blowing Why up. Why are you working on the clock? I'm like, fuck off. I didn't say that to her, but I really should have. You know, I have to yeah. be, keep it pro. Well, even though she's like, none of these people had radios because they weren't officially working for the, the staff. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. Anyway, the night goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on, and I just started hurting. I couldn't get the I couldn't get the help I needed. They weren't. They were. They wanted to have fun, and I'm like, "Fuck, just have fun. Do whatever. Go do your thing." Because yeah. he helped me out the night before, and I just. I, but I just. I, so I tried to sleep, and I could see all these people were there all night. I could see the people in the crowd just going at it, and these people. The DJs was changed sets. And there was a couple times they told me to turn it down, and I gladly turned it down because the people in the camps were trying to sleep too. Yeah, they got to sleep. And they don't, the DJs don't care. Like, I turned it down. Like, it turned, it came down. So you're like, yeah, I got to turn it down. No, and it needs to be loud. I go, no, it's not. It's going to be loud. You put a, they're, they, they shut down another camp the night before. They shut another, like, uh, little venue or whatever the so night the before. The cops did? The cops, the, the festival did. The top brass, they shut them down. Which is why they went to 11, because they, all those DJs went to the, the stage I was. I was gotcha. I was, and I knew I was, and I knew I was going to be in it for a long time. So I tried to sleep when I, I was trying to fade in and out. I was trying to read like Nietzsche or something grounding or uh, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to like fade in and out of sleep and people would come in. And, you know, these, they set, these guys set changes and they all hang up on the stage and they switch over to the DJ sets. And they, it's so seamless. You can't tell who, and it, the music's so homogenous. You can't tell who changed sets hey, and other styles. It can styles. be tough. You know, it's, it's, if you're not on the drugs that the audience is on, you don't get it. Yeah, no, I figured that one out fast. Yeah. And and I'm starting to lose it. Like I'm losing my emotional like stability. I'm lo- losing my composure. I'm losing like I'm just trying to hang on. And the guy, the guy's set. The guy finished his. The manager finished his set. Left. Didn't come back to like fucking one. <laughs> so I'm there, and there's like another problem that came up where they they switched the scheduling around, and he wasn't there to fix it. And I was there to fix it, and I'm like, I can't help. And I started getting a shouting match from the DJs, and like, I started to freaking lose it. <laughs> oh, and I, no. I, I basically went into a um, corner of the public bathroom, and I just bawled out crying. Not because, because I just couldn't handle myself emotionally. Because basically, when that sun comes up, I was thinking of the song by uh, "The Sun Is Coming Up." By, uh, uh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Old fifty-five. Old fifty-five. I was thinking about that song. And that reminded me of just like, dude, every, when the sun, the sun's coming up, everybody on ass is just like doing their sun salutations and stuff. I was like, when the sun comes up in the morning that I don't sleep at all, it's telling me to go fuck myself. 
That's the that's the routine. So you didn't get enough sleep, you are gonna be screwed for the rest of the day and the next day after that because you can't recover your sleep. So yeah, man. I started losing it, and that, usually that means I'm gonna be stripped. And I just went off and I thought about every single negative thing. I started crying, completely just emotional release of just like like almost that feeling of forsakenness. <laughs> You're out with these weirdos. That don't give a shit about you, and you are you are on your own, and no one's there to help you. That mo- that moment that no one's there to help you is kind of the that vibe of of just losing it. So that being said, I go up and I you know I start cleaning up the trash because I'm you know, I'm sick of like they leave, they leave the place a mess. They don't pick up after themselves. There's cigarettes butts in my in my cup holder, my chair. Um, there's <laughs> there's like classy. There's there's uh you know just things everywhere. I start picking up the, the stage while the sun's coming after it's like well like seven o'clock in the morning. It's well, sure, the sun's sure. well in a couple up. hours, hour and a half. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm picking up and I find I'm like all I want is just a sign of home, you know, something. And I see in the um, in this bag on the stage and there's a bottle and I see the blue label of New Amsterdam vodka <laughs> and I'm like thank God it's a <laughs> sign a sign right. Not, a, not even a sign, just, <laughs> oh, this is like such a happy, it's like a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep that handle. I'm going to take it with me home because I don't know whose it is. I'm taking this. Yeah. They're going to leave sick butts in your fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck these guys. I'm stealing their vodka. Yeah. And um, anyway, we're picking it up and I'm about to set in the, the set's ending. I'm, I'm putting things away to put it back up in the next couple hours. And I look at it. I, I empty that bag. I the bag comes back up. I put sorry. I pick the bag up with the bottle in it, and the bottle's empty. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm fucking pissed! <laughs> Damn, that's a long setup to a payoff. But I was like, Wow, Fuck this! Wow, <laughs> that's some fucking bullshit. I want. I wanted to drink that vodka. Yeah. I might have you come with me if I get hired again to do this. I'll Just, be there. You know, we're going to beef it. I want to beef it oh, while I'll, we're doing I'll, that. Because, <laughs> like, that's the only way I'm going to survive. Oh, shows. yeah. I have to be beefing it in my I'll own be there, man. world. And, um, I'll be there. Yeah. And there was no security. Like, these people were coming in and out of the whole uh, stage. So that was just like a, there was no like, oh yeah, come on back. We're all friends. Like, I don't know that. Yeah. It's very insular. Someone steals insular. my stuff, turns the insular. set down. Insular. Insular. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got the, the pronunciation I was looking for. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would, <clears throat> I'd gladly come to this. But, um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, the whole thing, uh, that's just, that's the main story of the hell I, the, of the, that, that was the, that was the main kind of focal point of like how how gnarly fucking... it got to me, and essentially no that that, that punchline pisses me off. Yeah, that's that's not okay. And um, the best people in that whole park were the only people serving beef. Hey man, I think there's a lesson to be learned from this story. They were the chillest people. They were next to this, like. They were next to like two different vegan. It was a vegan truck and a vegan like soul food joint. And Ted, if you're out there listening to this, I did not eat the vegan soul food. I didn't. It smelled terrible. It smelled like the worst tofu smells you can think of. Tofu like tofu. Tofu's is good. okay. Tofu's okay. It's, it's good do, in miso soup. Sure, it's good. Most like people who know people who know how to do it right. 
but don't make fake soul I, food. I, I think the idea of tofu as a replacement for for meat is wrong. Oh, I totally agree. Do it or don't. Yeah. Don't, eat meat do, or don't. Don't yeah. pretend you eat meat. I'm with you there. I'm totally with you there. Like that's that's a. Uh, and these these guys had Kobe beef burgers and shout out shout out to Bison Burger. Whew, I want a Kobe beef burger right now, man. They had uh, and so like it was the last night and I already ate there before. And they gave they were they hooked me up really well. And they kind of said, "Hey man, like they knew who I kind of figured out who I they knew I was like working there. Like, yeah, man, awesome. Just come on by any time, and we'll 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 do something. We had like meal cards we can give them to get like a free meal. Right, right. You assume they give you at least that when you're working the gig. Yeah, no, that was that was good. And then yeah. I I would pay extra for some. They had a cool kombucha. Sure, place. yeah, you. There was a, there was some good Indian food that had like lamb vindaloo that rocked. Nice and chicken tikka masala. And oh. so that was all. It was my really, sister's made a good chicken tikka masala before. Yeah. That's fucking delicious. So they had a really great Indian place. So this this place this bison burger basically. Bison had, burger, nice. Yeah, you know them? Uh, no, I but it's just not a burger you see often. You no, know? that's what was the name of the company. Oh, was it? But they it wasn't they, a bison. they serve bison burgers, but I don't think they served it at this event because it was limited. Sure, they sure. Had a limited yeah, it's, it's their a premium. Five, five to five hundred to one thousand profitable markup event yeah. where they like can subsidize like oh, yeah. paying their sure everything you yeah, know yeah these events are the meal tickets of these companies you know yeah They're the reason why they can do certain things yeah it's it's what the market it's like the Vegas effect you know like sure sure Las Vegas franchises that exist there can subsidize your bumfuck franchise if you know if you're good enough yeah it's true if you're if you if the food's good enough. I'm good, and they're the only beef place in town. I was down for it. But yeah. They they hooked me up, and I went the last night. I was like, I'm gonna go get another meal ticket. I'll get a sausage sandwich, and maybe you know. And I go, and they they closed down early because they wanted to hang out in the back of their <laughs> of their kitchen, yeah, outdoor kitchen. And they go, I go, hey, uh, can I get a sausage sandwich? And they go, hey, uh, just see me in my office out <laughs> back. And I drove back, and they're like, I go back to their grill, and they're like, I go, I really appreciate you being here because that tofu, I can smell it, just reeks. <laughs> it's just driving me batty, man. And um, that vegan vegan crap, you know, like, and he goes, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Like, did you, how'd you like the Kobe bur- uh, Kobe beef burger I had on Friday? I'm like, it's fucking phen- phenomenal. I go, did you try the blue cheese? I go, no. Here you go. They just gave me a blue cheeseburger that was like. Blue cheeseburgers are delicious. They are pretty good. So they just had, an, they had a bunch of stockpiling. Here you go, man. I'm like, sweet. Ooh. This is great. Yeah, man. And they just gave me the sausage sandwich, a little garlic and sriracha. It was really good. And I go, I was just, you guys are awesome. You guys are just the best. Yeah, dude. No. They knew as, as someone that works a it's not, I'm not I'm not in a food truck, but you know, I work a a job where I'm I'm basically in food service. You know, if you are cool and are friendly with the staff of any of these places, you know, we deal with so much shit. Like when we get that ray of light of like, oh, yeah, I'll hook you up. Like, yeah. of course, I'm lo- I, I I want to do this, but I can't because all of you are so fucking dumb and awful. <laughs> That I don't want to help any of you. Ugh. Like I have to to make a dollar, but like so many of you are so fucking stupid, yeah, and angry and awful. So when you get like a good customer that's like, "Hey man, like I appreciate what you do. I you know I I, I want to be nice, yeah. and I'm not gonna be like fucking retarded about it." You know, yeah. like, I was I was feeling a lot better. I just got like six hours of sleep. I just slept that, that, that from like three, I got the place, I got the DJ table set up again that on Sunday from like three, uh, around one thirty and two ish. 
And then three o'clock, I went back. I just slept for like six hours. Came back, yeah, got the go. burger, got the got the bison burger experience. I'm telling you, they they probably appreciate you, you know, putting in work and being nice. You yeah, know, it's just appreciating the fact that I'm not gonna get like I'm not gonna like. I shouldn't have to explain this, on but them. like that—that's the thing, you know. Keep in mind, Moby was like headlining this show, and he's like the biggest like. He's the biggest faggot. He's the biggest like bully to to non vegans and vegetarians <laughs> out there. He's just like I'm better than you because I uh, I don't kill animals. It's like I don't really kill animals either, but you know what? I'm not gonna waste well, their hey, bodies. Hey, Moby, uh, do you do you buy things in America? Well, then you kill animals. Sorry, <laughs> it runs deeper. <laughs> That's, this is not how it works. It's all interconnected, you fucking virtual faggot. That culminated in the kind of like crazy weekend I had. There's probably more I could vent about it. I've gone on long enough. There was, there was a couple of good things, a lot of like just crazy, not so good things. I don't get the modern hippie, man. I don't know, understand why they like house electronic house music. Ecstasy. See, like, when I think of hippies, I think of reggae, I think of fish, I think of the Grateful mm. Dead, I think of jam bands and reggae. I think of the 60s and 50s when I think of hippies. 50s, they weren't... I think of a time... They, the hippies were not there, around there, there in the 50s. There was an alternative lifestyle that not only seemed idealistic, but achievable. 50s, had, 50s and early 60s had, like, bohemians, which were kind of, like, hipsters. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say is that not only did this lifestyle seem incredible and good... But it seemed possible. That has ended. You have oh. to be delusional to believe it's possible. I, I think back in the sixties and fifties, yeah. it it felt like it was possible. There was a real movement. There was a real turning point. You yeah. had the sexual revolution. You had the agricultural revolution. You had all of these revolutions happening. The things were changing. We didn't know that the police and the corporatists would strike back as hard as they did at the time. People really felt like this was the time. This was the moment where we could live differently. We could we could be brothers and sisters. It wouldn't have to be this fucking capitalistic bullshit. It felt like that at the time. Whether it was the drugs and the culture or the history and uh, you know the situation, from what I know, it really felt like they things could happen. And it all came crashing down. So, yeah. like, me personally, if I was my age and my perspective back in 65, if I was 1965 in one of these hubs for, for uh, you know, the, the new era movement, the hippie movement, I think I would have been swept under it, you know. I, I would have believed in it because at the time there was nothing, there was no precedent. It was a whole new thing. Nothing had ever been like that in the modern era, and that was special. But in today's world, you know, it's it's too hard, at least personally, to not be jaded enough to see like, hey man, like this isn't gonna work. It's it the the, the whole thing failed. It's not gonna happen. That you can't be a hippie anymore. It's it's just it. It's, right. Capitalism solved hippies. They they took them out, and it's over. There, sure. There's no there's no movement left like this. It won't happen again. You know, we're more likely to be abandoned while the the the, the corporatists, you know, the the Koch brothers and all that flee to Mars or whatever, rather than we actually solve the Earth's problems. It's more likely that the Earth will be left to rot than we can actually have a positive change. Okay. It's over. So I I can understand why people cling to that time because that was a really special time and led to a lot of really special music. Like a lot of the '60s music. 
It's fucking awesome. Because yeah. it was just such a radical time. Right. Like, globally, too. Like, across... Everywhere. Yeah, all, at least the West. It was the most unison, like... Kind of like where swing jazz was, like, a, the yeah. critical mass of, like, art and da- art and popularity. Definitely. The psych- psychedelic 60s stuff was, like, a critical point of, like, art and popularity. Absolutely. You know? And I, I have that great... I, I don't think we've had anything like it since. There's another good. There's another documentary I want to show you. BBC documentary made in '68 about '67 and the kind of the the summer the, the on the on the, the wow the, they were really on it that well. Yeah, they were they were really on it of like what the what well, the, the the BBC you know is they they've been pretty good at they've been on point documenting about, things and they 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 were they were kind of like they kind of put it all together between like the Vietnam situation and that's true the British the British like the commerce. The, the the it was all about kind of the the art the artistic it was mostly about the artistic merits of pop music right right oh uh, back in well back it's the in, first time it had really uh, influenced a social change yeah since uh you know like the, the the social impact of pop music had really established itself yeah. as like a you know a, a real player in the 60s that's a movie I gotta show you too yeah sure I'll so, check it out anyway um if I have to reiterate myself the hippie movement is dead. It's been dead for 49 years. <laughs> I won't say 50. <laughs> I'll say 67. It was still alive. So, yeah, no, the, the, the hippie movement was a real thing. It was a legitimate thing that had a chance, and it was soundly defeated, and I don't think we'll ever come back. Everything I see about this event, I, I would agree with you on that, Matt, because the whole thing, it became more of a... a it's a drug and, it, and it, pussy thing. I wouldn't even, like I didn't. You, you didn't interact with the people as much, but the ideals the that drug, drove the drug the, thing. I get, yeah, sure. The drove the, the drug sex thing. thing. I was, I'm still kind of trying to figure out. Right, that's the guys there. That's why they're there. Yeah, okay. they, they don't care about the the, the music shit. They they yeah, don't really yeah. they really don't. All the little craft vendors and stuff like that, and the people trying to sell you on like the holisticness. Guys that. never care about that shit. I'm just talking about the hippie zeitgeist, the culture of what is what they think. I'd probably reckon back in the day, guys also didn't care as much. They were probably <laughs> even in... But, like, the whole... The positivity of the whole thing, right. I felt was like, you know, someone, some lady wanted to go, like, sing a song to the angels. I want to sing praises to the angels and, you know, like, rain dance and like stuff. Christian like, angels or just... She was using... kind of She angels? was using Judeo-Christian angels. Okay. Um, and, and, like, singing, like... Is that racist in 2017? Um... I'm just being retarded. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Judeo-Christian values in 2017. Do you know what the whites did? Yeah. Well, you can say they're Christian based on the angels, like, but it was like Michael I'm and Gabriel and Raphael, and so anyway, the I want to sing an angel. I want to sing a song to the angels so I can, you know, to pray for the or sing for the water. Hopefully that works. I'm like, whatever. I don't like. I wanted to go because I was just about to go to bed. That was bad. How was your weekend? How was your oh? How was your weekend? Uh, Friday night. Whew. Oh, that was a fun night. Yeah, we uh, we were also back at the Johnson house, and uh, we didn't really do anything, but uh, it's a good night. Saturday night, that was where the real fun was. So I came back Saturday, and uh, I knew I had to clean my fryer. The, the 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 cooks were so bad; it was foaming so hard. So I went ahead and dumped the oil and sprayed everything down, bought new oil, and then I went ahead and got this uh, degreaser that was in the cabinet, and I sprayed the whole thing down. And according to the directions, you know, you let it sit, and then you spray it off. 
and I, I've worked in a deli before. I've probably mentioned this on the podcast, but you know, uh, a degreaser is a heavy chemical. Yeah. It's something at the least the one we use in the deli. You, if you got it in your eye, that was like a, you know, you had to rinse it out and like probably call the whatever company. Poison, poison hotline. Yeah. Poison hotline. So, you know, I knew I coming into tonight, I knew degreaser was nothing to fuck around with. And, uh, so I, I cleaned the whole thing and sprayed the degreaser and I was like, All right, I'm going to go have a cig, let it sit for 10 minutes and then I'm going to go rinse it out. Fast forward like two hours later, you know, uh, been having some drinks, you know, hanging out with a uh, couple roommates and what whatnot. And I'm like, all right, it's time to cook some fries. So I fill the, the fryer back up. Oh, no. And chop up the fries, let them soak and everything. I cook the fries, and it's fresh oil. Comes out delicious. The second I bite into the second fry, I realize I never rinsed the degreaser. Right. And I'm coming off of being drunk, serving fries to people, not myself. And I, I have this realization that I may have just poisoned myself and my roommates. God. So I'm just like, well, I could spend the time to look into degreaser on Google while drunk or I can go ahead and try to figure this out right now so I just tell my roommates don't eat any more fries so I'm, try- I'm still trying to save face I'm hoping they'll tell me it's fine so I just go outside and I call 911 and I just let them know what had happened uh-huh. and they were not experts they had no idea about no, poison they're, control they're, they're a dispatch yeah they, they will find somebody who would do that yeah they sent the fire department so when they told me that, I was like, well, this is a big ordeal now. I was hoping they'd redirect me. No, not the hazmat. So yeah, I come back in and I let them know, I, I think you guys are going to be fine, but I may have served you poisonous chemicals that could kill you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a fun thing to say. It's, uh, it was awful. How'd and- they all take it? They they seem to agree that like it's probably fine because I told them what it was it was the degreaser they they didn't seem to be worried too much. It was really more about me just being like, well, this would really be the icing on the cake of my fucking retarded ass life if I just poison <laughs> myself and the fucking roommates. Uh, what a great way to go. But uh, I'd that, be pissed. Uh, I'm like, dude, I had an we had like three albums in the works. Come on, man, you can't <laughs> die now. We have we have what you're we have ten years to get as much output of work as we can. Yeah, we, we got a lot of content left. When you when you kick it at thirty five, we gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. Yeah, no, it was uh with the band and Lost Beat Six and we, we we've got a lot of uh a lot of productions in the works, but you know at the time, you know, seven or eight deep and knowing the fire department was on the way and just standing there explaining to my roommates that I may have just killed them. It was a uh, it was an interesting uh, emotional experience. Also oh, we both had emotional experiences on Saturday. I uh, yeah, I my mine was more of the just and, oh and the best part is when the fire department showed up, everyone else living in the house and their guests showed up. So yeah, like pulls up and I'm like, "Hey guys, I may uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. I'm a fucking retard. Oh my god. This is the DRE. It's the DRE. And they showed up and they were like, yeah, dude, this is like a household chemical. It's not bleach. And I'm like, thanks. 
goodbye. Did you did you owe the money or no? No, you don't owe money when you call nine one one. I know, but like that. I mean, it's a public service, but no, I I don't know how they. Ambulance costs money, so I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, like, they they showed up and just. I tried to ask them when I called them if they could redirect me, and they were just yeah. like, "What's your address?" And I'm like, uh, 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 "It's this is that." Like, I I tried to explain to them the situation, but you know, they I called nine one one, which was my fault. Yeah. But, but had I called poison control, minimum sixty dollar fee. Oh. By being an idiot, I saved everyone Holy money. Holy shit. Yep. It just so it just so happened that it worked out yeah, financially it, for you to everything. call nine one one and then yeah. send out a, a team, uh, a firefighting team. The to, two firefighter bros were like total Brodies too. They like smelled how delicious the fries were too, because they were still in the bowl. Yeah, they're like, damn, that nice, smells, that's awesome. And I explained to them the situation, like, oh, that that smells delicious. It was really funny <clears throat> once they had showed up and everything had happened, but just. Knowing you may have poisoned your roommates because of negligence is a—it's uh, a particular feeling I've never had before, and uh, it's not good. No, it's not. I—I—I I, I don't know what I would have done had they died. Actually, I do know what I would have done. I would have died too. <laughs> That's true, and I would have been stuck <laughs> on my own somewhere. It'd just be me and Ryan running the joint. I would have won the fantasy football league. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But fuck, that was—that was an intense Saturday night. Here's the thing. Jake hits me up five minutes before this happens. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, my, it's cool if I come over. And I'm like, hell yeah. He When he gets there, it's like been two minutes since I left. And I'm just like sitting in like the front yard patio just like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, Jake. <laughs> I killed everybody. <laughs> I can hang out for like a couple minutes, like maybe 15 minutes. But I, I'm, I'm exhausted. Like. <laughs> I have to go to bed. Like I, I've had an emotional roller coaster. I'm sorry you had bad timing. Wow. He That's... was like, "Is it cool to come over?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Just minute afterwards. Oh God! I just poisoned everyone. <laughs> call, call the cops. Call 911. They show up. They leave. Two minutes later, Jake's there. That was that's exciting, not in a good way, but no. I think was... we both have our we had our share of uh, killer weekends. Yeah. I'm just glad I didn't fulfill the title of that. Yeah. Philosophy 6. Doing like Tom Petty tributes like a month later. I'm still <laughs> doing Tom Petty tributes. I'm still pissed about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs>